Tainus, Perk Daled, Mishnah Vav, 4-6. And now the Mishnah will discuss the well-known fast days of Shiva Sarvatamas, the 17th day of the month of Tammuz, as well as Tisha B'Av, the 9th day of Av, which, as we'll see in the Mishnah, commemorate, amongst other things, the uh, ultimate destruction of the Temple. So, more about that here. Here in Mishnah Vav, it says, Chamisha Devarim there were five different calamities that happened to our forebears on the 17th of Tammuz, and another five that happened on the day of Tisha B'Av, the 9th of Av. Um, all of these are reasons why we uh, commemorate those two days with fasting, quasi-mourning, and, uh, and, uh, and tshuva. And the mission says, first of all, what happened in Tammuz? B'Tammuz, excuse me, B'Shivasar B'Tammuz, on the 17th day of Tammuz, Nishtabru HaLuchos, First of all, the luchos, the stone tablets that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down from our Sinai after going up and being there for 40 days, he went up on the seventh day of Sivan after revelation of Mount Sinai. He came down 40 days later on the 17th of Tammuz. He saw the golden calf and he smashed the two tablets, the luchos abris that Hashem had given him up on our Sinai. And that was a tremendous loss, uh, much talked about the difference in the Luchos Rishonos and Shneos, the first and second set of tablets in the uh, various, you know, Hashkafa, Sfarim, and others as Sfarim. So in any case, that was a great, tremendous tragedy that we lost it, and uh, that's the first reason that things that, bad happen, things that happened that were terrible on the 17th of Thomas. Second of all, Uvatel HaTamid, the Korban Tamid ceased to be offered. Now, um, this happened because Jerusalem was under siege, and there were not enough. Um, there were not enough. Uh, there were no more sheep, no more sheep to be brought, um, and therefore that mechanism by which we fulfill our daily obligation to Hashem to bring the daily offering and achieve kapara and establish relationship to us and Hashem was 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 put on hold, um, which was a tremendous calamity. Now, exactly what. This when this happened historically um, is actually not clear at all. And from the Rambam, it seems um, that it happened. It was in the first temple period, um, whereas according to Rashi, it seems that he's talking about the second temple period. Whatever the case, um, it's our tradition that on this day there was a time when the Talmud stopped being offered, and that therefore um, is reason also to to, to mourn and do tshuva. In addition, v'havka ha'ir. The city was uh, split open, literally, meaning the walls of Jerusalem were breached. Jerusalem was under siege. We're talking here about the Second Temple period by the Romans. Um, the siege that was um, initially done by by uh, by um, Vespasian, and then completed ultimately by Titus. So Vespasian began the siege, and um, which lasted a couple of years. And at the seventh of Thomas, the walls of Jerusalem were breached. Um, which really is the beginning of the end, and um, that's probably the most famous reason why we fast on on, Tisha, on Shiva Sarvatamas. The reason why it's quote-unquote the most famous is because it begins that three-week process that brings us from the breaching of the walls and Shiva Sarvatamas up to the ninth of Av, when the base of English was destroyed. Um, the walls were not breached on the 17th of Thomas in Bias Rishon time, at least not according to the Bavli, um, although Yashami does have a suggestion that, that indeed it was also. Vesaraf Apostomos Esa Torah. Apostomos, who was some Hellenized minister, we're talking about in the period um, 
preceding the Hasmonean revolt, the Hanukkah story. Um, whoever he was, the posthumous, he went into the Beis Hamikdash. He got the Sefer Torah that was written by Ezra, Ezra Sofer, who led the Jews and the rebuilding of the Temple to the beginning of the Second Temple period. He wrote a Sefer Torah, um, which was extremely precise and was used as um, like the benchmark and codex against which they would write subsequent Sefer Torah. So that was like that was burned and therefore lost, and a tremendous a loss to. Um, the Jews, the fidelity of the of the of the Masora, the tradition, and so on. And finally, Vehemid Selim Behechel, and he set up a statue, like a, an image, meaning like an, an idol, in the Hechel, the sanctuary of the Beis Hamikdash, and um, which certainly is uh, unacceptable in the extreme, and therefore another reason um, for the fasting on the seventeenth of Tammuz. Um, there is another version of this Mishnah in the Yushalmi, which instead of saying Vehemid, and he set up, um, it's Vhu Ahmad, that one word Hu Ahmad, so if it's um, it was established, so then that would be a reference to um, not a posthumous putting up the statue, but rather um, Menashe, King Menashe um, in the first temple period, he put up, according to Yushalmi, in that version uh, he put up some sort of idol in the base of Mikdash, which certainly would be reason for for uh, for fasting those are the five things therefore that happened on Shivas or Thomas. But Tisha B'Av, on the ninth day of the month of Av, we have five other things. First of all, Nigzar Alavoseinu Shlo Yikansu La'aretz. As we see in Parsha Shalach and Sefer B'Midbar, the Jews, um, the spies came back, ten of them with a bad report. The Jews um, said, we're going back to Egypt. They gave up hope of going to Eretzrael. They didn't trust in Hashem, reject the land. And um, in consequence, Hashem said, and they cried for nothing about this this supposed uh, inability, in a FS, as the Pusik says, this sort of impossibility of entering the land. Um, and therefore, Hashem decreed that that whole generation would not enter the land of Israel. And that certainly is the beginning of of terrible things happening. Um, this sort of is what was the first event which marks Av, the month of Av, as being a, a month that's designated for bad things to happen, Peronius. And therefore, as we'll see later in the Mishnah, we... Minute we reduce our joy in the month of Av more than in a second. Um, in any case, so the story there from biblical times, already from the story of of the generation of that lived in the Midbar Dora day, the people who came out of Egypt, um, they couldn't go into Israel, and that was decreed on the day of Tishabav. Second of all, Vachar of Habayas Bereishona Uveshnia, both Bateha Mikdash, both temples were uh, destroyed on the ninth of Av. The first one. Um, by uh, the Babylonians, the king, the emperor at the time, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar in, it was the emperor of, of Bavl, of Bab- Babylon, Babylonia. Um, but it's actually the Nebuzardan, it was the one who was the general who did the destruction. That happened in the year uh, conventionally given as 586 BCE. Um, and second of all, you have the second base of English being destroyed. That base of English was destroyed um, usually they given that for 70 of the common era, so like 70, and um, that was done by Titus, who followed up from the Vespasian, who had led the um, the siege uh, that we talked about a minute ago. So Titus, his son, completed the destruction. Um, beyond that, Vinilkada Betar, um, the city of Betar was uh, was conquered. And the next, the next one is Venechushair. The city was plowed. This is a reference to Jerusalem. Now, for reasons that I don't know, these two uh, stands to be are set out of order. 
What we're referring to here is the period after the destruction of the Second Temple. Um, so that, let's say, happened in the year 70, the, what they call the first Jewish war, the rebellion against Romans, ended by the year, say, 73 of the Common Era because there was more more uh, places still holding out. Most notably, there's a the city of Gamla in the north, held out till, till about 72 or so. In any case, um, after that, so Jerusalem was destroyed and um, and essentially flattened to rubble. And so much so that the fifth item on our list here, that it says um, that the that the, the city or the Hegel was um, was the Nechresha, it was plowed over. So Risham Risham learned that it says since the mission says Nechresha ir, it refers to the entire the entire city of Jerusalem was essentially plowed over, meaning flanned and, and raised to nothingness. Um, there are others, the Ramam understands it's the Hegel in the area around, others say it's the Rosh is the Hegel, the temple area. Whatever the case, um, Jerusalem certainly became essentially uninhabited, um, which is catastrophic and and um, was a terrible setback, obviously, um, to the morale of the Jewish people in addition to uh, the destruction of the temple. Now, um, it stayed uninhabited. It, around the year 130 of the Common Era, so something like around close to 60 years later, um, under Hadrian, Emperor Hadrian, Roman Emperor, he put on a series of decrees in an attempt to sort of quash and wipe out Judaism altogether in Israel, um, known as the Hadrianic Persecutions. Um, these were terrible. Uh, famous, I think, in Jewish uh, collective memory is the prohibition of learning Torah and Rabbi Akiva, um, who ultimately was killed in this era, around the year 130. Um, now, the, the plowing of the Jerusalem, reference to the Mishnah, was is attributed to Turnus Rufus. Turnus Rufus, so Russia, he was a, a local you know, governor, whoever he was, out of the Romans here in Israel, um, under Emperor Hadrian. The Hadrianic persecutions were terrible, and um, among other things, they, besides for the decrees against the Judaism, they also began to rebuild Jerusalem anew under a new name, Ilia Capitolina. Um, the word Capitolina reference to the Roman god Jupiter, like the Greek god Zeus, same same character. Um, and it was dedicated um, to him. So we're basically rebuilding a new city. It's like a Roman colony. Um, Jews are forbidden to live there. And it was dedicated to like the Roman, the Roman god Jupiter. And um, by the way, I should point out that in Washington, D.C., we have our capital, Capitol Hill. You've probably noticed capital is spelled not usually a capital, like a capital city, but capital, C-A-P-I-T-O-L. That O-L is the same capital as Capitolina of Elia Capitolina's fame, meaning it also was actually dedicated or referenced. The Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. is actually also a reference to uh, Jupiter, believe it or not. In any case, putting that aside, um, so this is a tremendous setback for the Jews, and the plowing of Jerusalem, the creation of this Elia Capitolina, and so on, um, prompt the Jews to rebel again. I'll call it a second time. Um, there was a minor rebellion in the year 117, but to put that aside, the second major rebellion um, happened in the year roughly 132 and is known to us as the Bar Kokhba Rebellion. Um, Bar Kokhba, not his birth name, but it means the son of a star, reference him being um, thought by, by, by some or many to be the Mashiach. And in fact, um, that second rebellion by Bar Kokhba was... was um, was uh, partially successful, so much so that they sort of minted coins and thought they were just like the Mashiach was coming, and they're reconquering and retaking over Jerusalem and starting up like a third, a third base. I think this was headed their way, um, but unfortunately they were very wrong. And already by the year 135, the the entire rebellion was brutally 
quashed, and essentially all the Jews involved were were killed, and everyone in, in the capital city, the fortress of the Arba Kochba and his people, the city of Betar, um, essentially were all all killed. There's extraordinary um, language in the Chazal, Midrashim, and the Gemara about just how savage and bloody the deaths of the people of Betar uh, was um, and how many people died. But it's clear that, that hundreds of thousands of people were killed in this revolt. Um, essentially, everyone in Betar destroyed, killed. Um, and when the Mishnah refers to Vinilka the Betar, the city of Betar was, was conquered, what it re- means is that the entire rebellion, the hopes of the future, and all the people of Betar were, were killed and dashed. Um, which actually began the beginning of of what might well be literally the darkest period um, of Jewish history in terms of the Jewish psyche, the thought that Hashem had had abandoned us and that there was sort of no Jewish future. It was a terrible time. And the Mishnah, therefore, is referring to Vinilkata Betar, referring to the capture and destruction of of the city of Betar, the second revolt being quashed, everyone being killed, and sort of no, very little hope for the future at the time. And Venech Shahair, the city being plowed over, that's a reference to Jerusalem, which happened before the destruction of Betar, um, and the, 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 you know, leveling of Jerusalem, making it unlivable and having no habitation there, and later no Jews allowed to live there. Finally, the Mishnah says, it's a new point here, and according to many yourselves, this sentence of the Mishnah actually is the beginning of the next Mishnah. Mishanichnas av mema'atin basimcha. When av arrives, when it enters, meaning the month of av begins, so then, um, joy, simcha is, is reduced, and which really means it's, it's disallowed. Things that bring joy, and actually we just explored some of those things back in the first parak, we're talking about the fast of the tiniest, things like, um, you know, construction, home improvements in your house, make your house nicer, planting trees, the, the special trees they had for, for, uh, weddings, um, getting married, engagement parties, all forbidden during this period, starting from Rosh Chodesh Av, and it will actually end um, basically at the end of the 10th of, of Av, not the whole month, but for the first part, through Tisha B'Av, and the next day, the 10th of Av, at least half that day. Um, so that is the din. We mamat b'simcha, the things that bring a special amount of joy and sort of luxuriating and so on, are disallowed as we get into, as we prepare ourselves and recognize the loss of not having the base of Mikdash and the destruction of of certainly the most recently the second base of Mikdash.